Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, for joined by Ben Roitena. Hello there. And What Culture Music's own and What Culture Horror's own James Douse. Hello. Hello. We thought we'd gather together as a trifecta of Halo fans um, to just sort of ponder every last bit of thing that's going on with the franchise. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, and I'm going to ask a loaded question because I think it'll result in, you know, some charged answers. Do either of you still care about Halo? Absolutely. <laughs> it's all right. I, I'd like to feel like I do. It's all right, isn't it? It's, it's been a little yeah. bit skew-whiff. Um, I think mm-hmm. that the last time that it was truly great might have been back with Reach. Um, and as much as I've like played all of them and I've played thousands of hours of Halo in my time, um, Dallas, I was going to ask you, what's the thing? Because you've played a lot more of the Master Chief Collection than I have. I think you stuck with it over the years, even when it was quite spotty. Um, what's yeah. the thing that keeps you going back to it? Do you still think that it works in like a modern shooter um, yeah. context? It's very much a retro shooter. I go mm. back in time when I play those games. <laughs> I'm back in what 2010, 10, mm-hmm. 7 for 2001, and all that. And the world area. was safer. Yeah, exactly. But I play it knowing that it's old. And right. I think okay. That's what makes it fun. I don't play it as a modern shooter. I play it as a retro. I guess mm-hmm. could you call it a retro shooter? I guess you can. Well, that was the, one of the things I was going to say about because I've like I dip back into the MCC every now and then. Like I just, I just have it installed all the time. It's like one of the it is one of those casual games that you drop into. But having seen the advancements of like Titanfall, even like Borderlands Three, adding the knee slides and the more kinetic movement and stuff like that, there's something about Halo that I think it struggles with like modernizing the formula because the more they try to modernize it, the more the old school fans hate it. And like obviously yep. they tried that with Halo 5, but um, Benroy, what's your overall thoughts on like, I guess just where Halo sits right now? I get the um, the take of the retro shooter and stuff as well. And I, it's with me like Halo, I have never played a campaign on my own. I've mm. always played Halo with a friend. Like I, I think I've tried to do it once and it just didn't feel right. Halo is not something for me that I will ever, ever play alone. Like I remember when playing OST, for example, getting that midnight launch, and a bit for a few hours, all four of us legendary played it in like three hours, bit finished, down, <laughs> boom, gone, dead. Although I say that Halo, like there were times when you didn't have the internet, you could like just get a few games. But yeah, for me, it's a solo, it's not solo experience, it's one that I've always played casually, mates, and you know, you you exist there so they can get the heroic trophy, the legendary difficulty mm. trophy, and you're the sponge on easy, just going, shoot me, grunts, sort of thing. But when you talk about the combat, it's weird because 
I don't all these things that they tried to add to Halo over the years have just kind of watered down the the experience. I mean, like the jetpack's cool. I think about but everything else is like eh. And I okay. think the, the, the going into a bit more of the combat stuff. Sorry, the grappling hook. Like, I feel like as we saw bits of that, and I feel as it looks slow though. I feel like this might be what I would say as well. The perfect addition to the combat because I like the pace of it. I wouldn't mind Chief moving a bit faster, but for me, it it feels like the Halo that I want, and I don't want. Halo to be modern warfare, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. A ramble, but I'm trying to get my point over. I think no, but you make a good point in terms of like what they can bring to the table that isn't going to annoy everybody. Because I remember in the run up to Halo Five when it was like look down as soon as they brought look down the sights to every weapon, everyone was like, oh my god, it's Call of Duty. You guys don't know what you're doing anymore, and it's just it's not Halo anymore and whatever. And like obviously, like you know, that's we're five years later now, and their big sort of like forward step is open world and the grappling hook. Um, and so far, like obviously, Halo Infinite has had a bit of a mixed reception, but the grappling hook implementation went down pretty well in terms of it being the next thing you can do in a halo game um but i mean actually i guess like yeah what did you guys think of that stuff if you think about it the grab like in halo the juggernaut weapon is just lobbing someone in the face of your fist hitting <laughs> the back of your gun that is like the game ender for a lot of enemies and even in multiplayer as well so getting the grappling hook as addition to grab something and mm -hmm. get towards it i feel like that can negate a lot of the things that like trying to get move around quicker because mm. you want to get you want to weak take that shield out get in punch him in the face and move on and chase the gun that wants the thing that's stuck out, it's true the thing that stuck out with the grappling hook is that for me the gold standard of first person shooter grappling hooks is titanfall 2 because they at least yep. uh, they applied a physics model to it it's in overwatch as well if you play as that uh yeah. hamster or whatever it is where you like wreck you swing around as the wrecking ball um and you get that feeling of momentum where like you're jumping into something you're firing the grappling hook out and it's spider-man swings you in a direction that you maybe didn't plan for initially um, and i like that you can sort of you feel the movement of that in a way that like direct to point grappling nukes don't do um and that, that's the thing if you're gonna if you're gonna be halo you're like the big innovator in the first person shooter genre um i was a little bit i wasn't good or anything but i was a little bit like oh, okay you've, you've you've done a grappling hook you've done an open it, world like it's I see weird because is if you think about it in that context if you use the grapple because i mentioned if you grappled like a grunt mm -hmm. you wouldn't fly towards it you'd pull it towards you or if you play like most enemies you'd end up pulling them towards you rather than going that way so it's it's probably a weird like sci-fi space thing that they've got around with somehow being mm. I, I i don't know whether the game if it's going to be all set on the halo or if it's going to go to another planet mm -hmm. so they might get around it that way but yeah i know what you mean it's, it does seem a bit off well uh, the original I, apparently the original yeah. plan was to make all of a halo completely open world and then that thing got mm -hmm. scrapped halfway through development and they've sort of pivoted back into the open world chunks that they have now but um yeah das what did you think of the halo 5 stuff I think um, what will be interesting is in Halo 5 with the combat system, you had a lot of armor abilities tied to mm. the controller. You had um, Spartan shoot downwards. That was one. And then slide. <laughs> That's what they call them. Yeah, there. And then clamber. You had all of these armor abilities, what you had in Halo Reach and in Halo 4, where there was just individual like run or whatever. Mm. Everything was in one controller. So it was quite cool. And now they're getting rid of it all, potentially, for a grappling hook. <laughs> so like i've spent all this time getting used to all of these new abilities for it to now be a grappling hook it'll be interesting i think personally as we just said then it's a bit slow because obviously mm -hmm. he's a 500 million ton machine man you said i'm thinking of that though like in the gameplay i'm not thinking like i'll, I'll go with whatever they can convince me is you know like applicable in that context like they spent yeah. that whole reveal being like it's the fanciest grappling hook ever it's the most like high-tech alien thing ever like if that pulls master chief along you know the uh the landscape in a few seconds i'll go with it like i don't need yeah. it to make i guess realistic sense 
Yeah. You say all these abilities tied to that. Yeah, and they were I, for the however long it took me to beat that game, just going through it. But like grabbing and stuff like that, that can just be in there without having to be activated, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, they, yeah. like certain abilities like the ground, just they don't seem to me worth being standouts. They seem like a thing that were shoehorned in and just like have grown mm-hmm. since then. Like, I, I never really enjoyed the abilities in Reach myself. Like, I like the jetpack. Yeah. I feel like that should be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just helps, especially with the, the more vertical Halo levels, and especially in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're, they're literally arenas rather than, like, a landscape. And it's always fun to get up mm-hmm. there and just punch someone in the face, really. One yeah. thing that I think um, Microsoft are kind of pushing forward with, or at least to me, this like you guys might not agree with this, but I feel like they're trying to like uh, bulk out their franchises in like a traditionalist feel, kind of like a Nintendo, where it's like we're going to go back to like Gears of War, like Gears Five is the strongest Gears has, has been in years, and it's like, but the gameplay is still very much rooted in how it was in the two thousands, with like minimal fundamental changes for the betterment of that fan base. And like Ben Wright, obviously you're a massive fan, but I think that Hello. they're playing, <laughs> they're played into like a traditional feel, and it's like okay, like I mean on Nintendo's side, like they take incremental steps forward with each particular franchise like the latest kirby and yoshi games are nigh on the same as the older yeah. ones like you know in terms of like base mechanics so it's it's one of those things where like in um, xbox's case with halo is it it's just maybe it's such an intentional thing to be like well we're just going to keep it as traditional as possible we're not really going to shake things up it's just going to have the grappling hook but for me as someone who champions new stuff and really wants like big innovations i just wonder if halo is the franchise that can even do that anymore whether people just know exactly what they're getting at this point it seems like Halo kicked off something like the Big Bang of console first-person mm. shooters, and it's kind of remained there. And I, oh, I don't think me, it's remained it, there. It, <laughs> no, it remained there and not spread out and sort of right. grown and expanded. Whereas everything else has come out of it, sort of thing. So it's just stayed in its bubble. Whereas, mm. like, um, you go back to the Gears thing. I mean, Gears of War like basically convinced uh, the Rockstar to put cover-based mechanics in GTA, pretty much like mm-hmm. that. That's sort of, if you can influence the GTA. I'm still not people's words to before. Then like you, it's big time, and it, it's weird. Like they've added little things over the time. Like you can now jump over and punch someone as you get over, and you can counter <laughs> that. But yeah, it's it's hard to rip it out and start again when people like me are so rooted in what they want. And I think they're trying to go back to what older Halo fans want rather than these. This yeah, yeah. This new Master Chief uh, collection generation of people. We should talk about that. We talk about that stuff because um, that was you said before we were recording that like you quite like the like the art direction that they're going for. The score is very much old school Halo. As soon as you yeah. hear those drums kick in, it's it is old school Marty O'Donnell style Halo. Um, and then the level layout, the art direction is very much canoeing talent cartographer. It's just sort of like, hey, remember when you played that in two thousand two and it was amazing? Like that's <laughs> yeah. what they're kind of going for. Um, did that totally work on you though? As like a as a bigger sort of Halo fan. Definitely on terms of 343's Halo games, it was, the music was, as you say just then, it sounded like a Halo game and it has, well, when was the last time? 2012, wasn't it? Halo 4. And they, uh, don't, yes. they, they don't ever put the music in Halos no. anymore. I don't know why. That's the theme tune. <laughs> and I don't think I've yeah. heard that since 20, 2007. Yeah, it's been a long it time. Wasn't even in, it wasn't even in Halo Reach. So why? You finished That's the different. fight. The fight was finished. That never got woken up. They did um, for the Halo 2 anniversary edition. They went back and got Steve Vai and did like that a, was a more sort of riffy version of the original yeah. Molnir mix. But I, I, for me, I'll still take the Molnir one. I think it's it's more. Halo it's not subtle, but yeah, yeah. Halo 2 anniversary is great. 
Yes, yeah, so look, look at those cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah, you were, cut were like scene. playing on with that, I think, as well, in terms of just like what sort of the lifeblood of Halo. Like that was the time when it was at the absolute peak when they when it was Halo Three like shut down Times Square to like everybody to sit and watch the reveal yeah. of it and everything. Um, but that's that's another thing as well that's tied into like all this modernization stuff. Is like is Halo's fan base just like is us where we're older, like do teenagers and the youth even care about Halo? And like is that traditionalist stuff a double edged sword? And like, is it is it even marketable I, in a long term to focus on us? I think Halo being so tied to Xbox because it is X, it basically launched Xbox and it's it could be the reason why the brand exists today. Yep. I think because it's so tied to that brand, and after the Don Machikera tanked the brand, I think like it tanked Halo as well at the same time mm-hmm. because we don't know how many Xbox ones are ever sold, but like that's how many people until they start putting it on Steam are ever going to play those games now. Whereas mm-hmm. you've got like on the other side, Sony's like, yeah, we're good and we're sending loads and people are playing our games and blah. But that's- Halo just sort of like tanked with the brand, I think. Do you think that if the Xbox One, if say Don Matrick had absolutely slayed that presentation, he didn't do the interview with Jeff Keighley, he got everything spot on <laughs> and they landed the Xbox One and we're all just loving the Xbox One, all the momentum from the 360 carried forward, do you think that Halo would still be in the position that it was after Halo Reach? Because for me, it's Halo- way more on 343 side than... We'd Microsoft. be playing Halo... I mean, apart from the 343 issues, we're probably playing Halo 7 now, so... <laughs> yeah, they probably would have milked it a hell of a lot faster. Um, but it's just... I mean, I like Halo 4 a lot, but it's just... I was going to say, like, they had yeah. Halo 4, which was a year prior to Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Not too sure why they didn't just make it an Xbox One release game. It's, it's the about the Prometheans, though, that I could never get with. I, I felt mm. like the campaign was decent. It was a decent thing. Uh, the multiplayer was just a bit halo reach point two well that's another thing as well as like you have one of those like um you know typical cases of a a development studio a team of creatives moving on and giving the ip to someone else like crash bandicoot i mean we'll see how crash 4 is but crash was never as good as his original naughty dog run yeah um you know in the hands of someone else and like you know like you can argue back and forth on gears versus like cliff blazinski's original trilogy like obviously gears judgment was a bit of a down point and they sort of come back with four and five but in halo's case three four three have the word struggle has definitely like applied to four five yeah um, and the Master Chief Collection. And because they, they don't make Halo Wars either, and that's probably mm. the most popular. Yeah. Like, that's uh, that's got the fan base. The Halo Wars is the thing. Like, I was yeah. finally swayed to play Halo Wars 2. Wars friend. is great. Yeah. yeah. Wars is, and just like, just getting it down, just doing some good old RTS action. Just just playing for Gears Tactics, by the way. Where mm-hmm. is Gears Tactics? Where is Gears X- Tactics? On yeah. Xbox. <laughs> and um, it's weird how that sort of the side franchise has become sort of the torchbearer at the moment. I, I know a lot of people playing Halo 5 might play still but mm. i feel that's also rooted in despair and like the lead of halo 5 is gone before he got to finish infinite so that's probably another reason why infinite mm. is in its turmoil turmoil of despair so it's like, i don't know <laughs> it's to me it's all i think it's tied to the generational thing i think it's the three for three issues and it's just you know there's something about the brand yeah. like, feels a little bit tired. Um, and I think like that sort of came through in the infinite, um, like the infinite gameplay. But I was going to say as well, in terms of the wider mythology, have you guys read any of the books or the comics or like dove into the, the wider stuff? Or is your experience with Halo the main games? I've read enough Wikipedia articles. To like <laughs> I have read the books, to be honest. Because yeah, it's a really good... Oh, go, go, on. No, go on. For me, it's the Reach book. I, I went over it. Uh, yeah. And... Um, but for me, I'll go to the mythology and stuff. I think the this is what I like. Definitely, I don't know if my video is out yet, but between Gears and Halo and why mm-hmm. Gears is 
doing so much better than Halo at the moment is because Halo to me doesn't really feel like it's got characters anymore. It introduced a lot of people in sort of like the year four and five, mm-hmm. but these are people I'm not I don't care about. Like if yeah. I see Master Chief, I don't know if he's sad or not, but you see Marcus get upset at the end of Gears Five or mid Gears Five, and you oh, want to cry hard, with him, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the sort of thing that brings you back in but when it's like the only real cute like they killed off people like Sergeant Johnson I mean I don't like Guilty yeah. Spark but the Arbiter <laughs> just goes off and chills and does what he wants now mm-hmm. and Chief is is he the bad guy sort of thing and you've got Locke who I don't feel was established enough and I think the the rooted problem of this is the characters and the things that none of these are people we care about or have had time to care about they're just kind of feel there and they're just they're just fulfilling their role in the game like this is the science person this also, is how we met. i was gonna say one of the biggest missed opportunities as well was like potentially fleshing out new characters in halo yeah. 5 like um the guy yeah. nathan fillion's character i forget what you call it's like kate or whatever else the little squad that was um part of like the, the orphan yeah. Yeah, yeah, blue team. And it's like they had a whole opportunity there to absolutely nail that, which again ties into 343's kind of mishandling of it in terms I, of the marketing campaign. If that's I what remember you reading say. prior to Halo 5 coming out that they said, here is some new characters. I don't know, Linda, Fred, Kelly, I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> they might actually be the names. I'm pretty, I think Linda yeah. is one of them, yeah. Yeah, but like they said, if you know the books, you'll love these characters because you'll know them. I've not read most of the books. So I don't have a clue who these people are. And it's right. saying you'll love them. I didn't, I don't think I cared about them. And then they're now gone again. Another like pivot as well is like, there's a great video over on uh, Polygon where um, Brian David Green, I think he's called, went back through all the Halo novels, just read all of them in the space of like a year um, and talks about the timeline and like how that lines up with how um, Microsoft 343 and Bungie approached the wider lore itself. How that like before you got to around about before Halo 4, um, it was a tied off story. It was like Master Chief goes up against the Covenant, defeats the aliens um, and it's done. And then once they realized that, hey, we can make some more of these, Bungie were going to leave and, you know, three, four, three. We're going to step in. They started building a wider mythology, and all of a sudden, you had the stuff with uh, Master Chief being like this war orphan, this kid who sort of experimented on, and like you know, John and and all that sort of stuff. And like that pivot is weird because all that stuff, once you know all the amount of detail that's in there, that should be one of the most fascinating Lord of the Rings level incredible mythologies ever. But I feel like that never really comes through, and like it kind of feels like such a missed opportunity. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. It kind of feels like me with the Star Wars books, how I'm looking mm. around, like I'm going through the Thrawn stuff and all like the Lords of the Sith and all that sort of thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, Star Wars is so great. And then like, you go to people that are just watching the films and like, uh, it's a bit <laughs> at the moment. And <laughs> it does feel kind of that sort of situation where so much has been fleshed into the outer, the outer rim, should you say, but nothing's in the core at the moment. Yeah. And like say, with the Spartans that introduced uh, Fred, Jeff and Bob in the new one. Trevor, like, yeah. I like... I I can when I went back to Reach I could still re- remember like I can't remember their names because I'm terrible I can still remember yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like they, they had more of a personality and stuff and like that and yeah. they they felt more alive whereas mm-hmm. they don't just feel like toys than the new one. But I think like Reach yeah. was very much going for that in terms of like we everyone going in knew that they weren't going to make it out and so you, like they had to nail that stuff for that story to even remotely work. It had to be look at the lives that were thrown at this problem to like defend Reach or whatever. But I guess just it's one of those things where like what would you even do to make Halo work in like a modern context. Cause when I finally saw the Halo Infinite, when it's when they started revealing the gameplay trailer and you saw the new character, the guy that's like, you know, rescue chief out of space and they're going to this new planet, that almost feels like they completely did away with what happened in Halo 4 and 5, all the stuff with Cortana and the rampancy and all that kind of thing. And like that was one of the only sort of like for me, one of the only interesting things was okay, if you view this as a trilogy, which they used to refer to it as, like yeah. four, five, and six was the next trilogy um, of yeah. stories, then nothing in Infinite so far has anything to do with those previous two installments. It's just open world Halo. But there was such a backlash from Halo 5 story, though, wasn't yes. there? But you that's can fix that though, right? Like, I mean, that's 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 like a Would last you? Jedi. I don't know. For for me, like, uh, that's like a last Jedi Rise of Skywalker problem. Like, you can't pretend you didn't do the thing you did. Yeah, it's video it's games. Create it work. Video games are like no- novels in the sense that they're so much longer, and you can get so much more into them than a two, three-hour film. So, mm-hmm. I think it's doable. Like a quick pitch here is that you start that, have that uh, thing in Halo that be the beginning of Halo Infinite, and then. After the chief does that mission, and then maybe you have angry uh, brute guy that I can't remember his Craig. name either. But, yeah, Craig, no, yeah. Craig's uh, Craig's dad. Shout oh, out. you mean uh, uh, Atriox, or oh, the guy that yeah. works for Atriox? Yeah, yeah. And then just have Chief sit down and just break down and become more of a human and like, have him speak to like a buck or something, and, like <laughs> have them reminisce about like say 
I mentioned like mention even just even mention New Mombasa being totally obliterated, like has some sort of ties back to other things. One thing with um because like Cortana is so iconic. I know they finally discontinued her voice pack on the Microsoft store or um as like a <clears throat> as a Microsoft assistant. But um like so many iconic Halo moments are front loaded by Cortana. Like when she yeah. like it's her voice when Chief walks out of the dust for Halo 3. The whole story of Halo 4 was oh my God, what's happening? What's the relationship between Cortana and a young John and how she stabilizes him and makes sure that he doesn't like lose his mm -hmm. mind during the experimentation. Like that's such a great narrative hook and it, it's a great way to yeah. flash out the chief. And they have said that Halo Infinite and it, like is still the end of that trilogy but i don't get any feel of that but nah. um when i was mentioning like the idea of like pivoting back around and saving it um yeah that's already how have you like thought of the, the way they've done that sort of trilogy i mean they started off strong in my opinion with the campaign mm. um were you a fan five, of halo five's twists i couldn't care less five's <laughs> <laughs> twists I like the um i just thought for how it ended was interesting and mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to see what it would look like on the next generation of consoles. And then it came out, and I don't, I don't know what this, I, I don't know what the plot was. I don't <laughs> know what happened in Halo Five. I don't. Well, know. It a was, bit mad. It was. Yeah. The chief, the chief was the bad man, and Locke was going after him. And, wait, he wasn't because well, he wasn't a bad. <laughs> he was doing the secret thing, but he couldn't tell them about the secret thing because <laughs> story stuff. That's another thing too. Is it's really hard to win back, um, like you know, a gamer's opinion, public opinion, when you've misled people on that level. When yeah. you had a whole campaign, like hunt the truth, like we're going to reveal this big thing that Master Chief did, and something from his past or whatever. Yeah, I don't think and, I've and been it, that involved with a game's marketing as much as Halo Five. I listened to all the podcasts, it was just a lie. <laughs> all of the audiobooks, and none of it came true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they said the same yeah. thing it was like after the fact with an IGN interview where they because IGN very much went with Halo 5 lied like there's just this full on yeah. like article tearing it down or, or you know clarifying everything and there was worse interviews with the marketing like you know uh, wing of 343 just saying like yeah we had a lot of fun with that game's marketing and it's like <laughs> I, what what was your mission statement at the beginning what were you allowed to run with um, that re resulted in you doing all this and no one else stepping in and going oh actually guys that's not what we're doing anymore or that's not going to mm -hmm. work like that's just not going to line up and um, I think it's yeah. hard to sort of pull that stuff back. But um, I've got it. The plan yeah. for Halo Six originally was going to be Chief fighting through all of Cortana's forces, and at the end, he has to shut her down and kill her. But mm -hmm. then they realize everyone loves Cortana, and that's one of the three <laughs> characters that actually have left that anyone actually has any tie to. So mm -hmm. now they're like, "Oh, we can't kill Cortana. Let's just reset and do some other things." And just it just feels like it wasn't thought through. So, you know, oh, just you know, someone fades away and just dies, and no one mm -hmm. cares. Well, at thing. the end of the E3 2019 trailer for Halo Infinite, he puts a little chip in his helmet, which yes. signifies that she's potentially back again. Yes, I mean, I think they'll, they'll do they'll do something, <laughs> do something with Cortana. But I just like the way that they're set in the game. Like maybe they make Cortana as the big bad who's behind all these various little factions that are spread across another Halo. Or she's gotten to some sort of position yeah. on some sort of power mad trip. And yeah, ultimately it will rub I mean, Cortana's going to be in it, clearly. She's too important to not Gosh, get yeah. to. But story was so much of a focus of Halo 4 and 5's initial reveals, especially 5, um, yeah. that to sort of discard that and then just... It feels like they're making a campaign over what assets are finished as opposed to, like, we've had five years and I don't really feel any sense of, like, authority on behalf of the creators at the minute. Yeah. It, it took a long time to build Craig. <laughs> that's another thing is like one of the biggest takeaway points of that reveal was what is ostensibly like a, a texture bug um where you got this weird <laughs> yeah. looking half animated face that is, is yeah. part of one of the brutes um it's just a weird thing to go with but yeah i guess like 
going for because Benoit, you play an absolute ton of gears. Like, do you think they should? Because I know you've just published a video, or you're about to publish a video yeah. on stuff that Halo Infinite can learn from gears. But do you think the approach is character based and like seasonal, like getting a fan base involved on a, a week by week kind of basis? I think it's definitely the characteristics. It's, it's tying characters in and making making people caring and want to see what happens next and having a narrative that isn't simply a lie. Like for me, I, <laughs> I, I, I came up on the point that you look at, for me, it was you look at Halo's characters, there's no one you can relate to. Halo 5 looks pretty, but I don't care about these environments or anything. It just mm. feels like blah, space stuff. Whereas like, let's have, <laughs> with Gears 5, Sure, it goes back to an old location, uh, the um, from Gears to a New Hope facility. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I had no idea that was coming. I was like, oh my, and just like pulls you into the nerd doing, and he wants you to pull in more. And it brings like the enemies, like the Prometheans as well, or another thing that I have never cared about. And sure, you can just do the Covenant, but you can just change them a bit. Like say, mm-hmm. with the Locusts and the Swarm, they mm-hmm. the, in that game, they tied them even more together and just made it feel like a cohesive unit. So now it feels like a complete saga, whereas Halo feels like these games and then these two games, and it feels so separate. Mm-hmm. Right. Halo needs to bring it back in some way, but I don't know how they do it because they've killed everyone. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I mean, uh, Aatrox is still out there. Like, I, I love the whole thing that he represents to like the whole the idea of the, the whole religious side of the covenant, and they you know, worship all the um, what do you call those floating old lads? I forget what they're called. The, the, uh, the big the, old uh, lads. Oh my God, prophets. Well, they're called the prophets because there's like three different prophets, oh, and I like yeah. the idea that um, Aatrox is this this sort of like manifestation Engineers of rebellion and stuff like that, and all this. Can, yeah, like... they're engineering their own uh, religious doctrines, but like that whole thing of like I like the idea that what Aatrox brings to that canon in terms of he's so like he is a loose cannon to spell cannon yeah. the other way. And that's what they're trying to sort of sort out as well. Like that's a really interesting wrinkle to like this dogmatic covenant that they could sort of dive into more. Just, just change up chief a bit. I think have him actually break down on something and actually show him some humanity. Mm. Doesn't have to take his thumb off, but be like, he's lost the Cortana. She's doing some nefarious stuff and trying to do all this bollocks. And then you've got Atriox being like, Craig, destroy the galaxy. And you and you just have chief like, what was it all for? And just thinking back, and then have someone like Buck who mm. people can relate to from ODST and they can talk about their time, finally come up with them, what it for, and then you can have some of that discourse and you can actually have some meaning to it rather than face the super soldier Spartan person, which is mm. cool, but it doesn't carry for this long, I don't think. I think that's what the problem there. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why they brought the pilot in to show emotion. The pilot, but then he shows emotion and not the chief. Like, chief that, I mean, so the chief it. is going to be an emotionless fella, and then this yeah. pilot is the, the, the cry man. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you need to have the chief be actually. It's, it's weird because I don't want him to start spouting like thousands of words in a in a big monologue or anything. I just want him to, like, in his physical form, like, sit down and just like feel sad or something. Yeah. And then, like, have like a real have like this beginning mission on this halo and punching Craig and then go down to a low point and come back and then sort of like look towards the future, like tie everything back and then bring it forward. To be fair, like um, because they do delve into so much, like, I I like I'm all for the the way that Halo Four kicks off. I really like that cutscene, that whole sort of like it. I guess it is like kind of a recon, that whole thing about how much Cortana anchors John and like it makes him work, yeah. and she's like his center. I, I like all that stuff, um, because I felt like it was done with enough confidence that I just believed it, and I was like, cool, this is where you're going. Um, outside the whole, you know, they didn't originate the mythos, so how how dare this other company come in and change things? Um, as an actual plot point, I thought that was interesting, um, and it had like a future. 
But at the minute, like like you said, Benroy, like uh, Chief right now shouldn't be in the best of spirits. He really shouldn't be up for going on this massive adventure with this random dude that he just met like a week ago um, because his best friend, his ostensibly like his wife, his partner, his companion is like, you know, out there murdering people and he should be broken because of that. But besides that. And also he's he's gone back to wearing his old arm from his glory days. It's almost like, because in the end of Halo 5, his visor's cracked and stuff. But mm, now he's gone yeah. back to an older arm. It's like, trying to revisit re- revisit when things were good and happy and he could just beat some aliens and win that's so kind of my like, nintendo uh, thing because they they want him to look like the traditional version it's not like mario yeah, changed yeah. his overalls like they you know they want yeah. him to be this like totemic version of master chief and that you'll Can just you have forever when the xbox one first was announced and they showed off the halo trailer for the trilogy and it was him with that cape walking yeah. <laughs> like yeah yes. in there he had his visor cracked that didn't happen in Halo 4, but it happened at the end of Halo 5. Mm. When it's... So what that trailer that came out two years before the game, mm-hmm. what is that actually a trailer for? It's a good point. He, mean, met the, the... The, he met up with the angel guardian fella thing. Yeah. Those big creatures we... are in the end of 5, right? They're yeah. throughout five. That's yeah. the campaign. I think. Yeah. I think it was just basically they made something that looked cool, and they were they basically they 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 lied. They wanted Chief to be all disheveled as yeah. if he could in that suit, and then but he just wasn't. That speaks to a potential plan for that trilogy that they quote unquote abandoned or didn't follow through on or whatever, because that trailer, like uh, Dow said, predates Halo 5. So they always yeah. had this idea of the angels, of Cortana meeting up with them, of the rampancy and everything else. And that was going to be the through line that ties these games together. But at the minute, it's because going into Halo Infinite, it doesn't feel like the climax of a trilogy or even a bridging well, point into something else. Yeah, yeah, 5 was just four groups of Spartans versus four groups of, I don't know what you call Locke and Buck and all that, but a group of like supers chasing other group of supers and thinking out oh actually we're all we're all super friends we're actually all just super friends that was the thing it was all sort of like skated over then they met up with the arbiter as well didn't they and halsey Mm-hmm. And where are they? Where are they now? All the Halsey stuff, like I mean, all the um the spec ops, the Spartan ops stuff that they did oh, in Halo Four, off, didn't she? <laughs> yes, but I, I yeah. like how they fleshed that stuff out too. Even though a lot of the yeah. morals are all over the place in terms of like yeah. the amount of experimentation on children that she's done, but she's still supposed mm. to be like <laughs> not completely reprehensible. Um, <laughs> but the way that they sort of frame it, but yeah, it's a it's a big old mess. What are you um either of you guys closing thoughts on? Just I guess if you wrap it all the way back around, said so do we care about Halo? Yes, we clearly do. Um, but it's just, do you see this game releasing, I guess, in the first half of 2021? Um, or just, do you think it's going to come together well enough in the initial sort of few-month launch window of the Xbox? Or is it something we're going to be waiting on, like the MCC? I think something what is good to know is their response to community. Mm. Like, they talk to their audience. And like with the, like, I feel like I've been a part of the MCC's development on the PC because mm-hmm. they're always giving monthly updates. So I feel like they are listening, which after all of these complaints they listen to and <laughs> people are loud. yeah so like i feel like they're a developer who listens mm-hmm. take that's that good they just <laughs> need to implement the stuff that they're listening to because it's not well, like it's not like fan yeah. bases will ever not shout at them um, yeah. <laughs> it depends on them um benro what's your thoughts on how it'll go uh, for the rest of this year into next year i was just trying to think so i think at this point <sighs> I don't think it's be ready for Q1. And then mm. why would you, unless they had to meet the, uh, what do you call it, the financial year, then mm-hmm. why not just release it on the 15th of November 2021, <laughs> yeah, 20 years. years after Halo Combat Evolved came out? <laughs> and let's tie, 
I mean, at this point, if they're going to release it mid-year, they might as well wait a bit more and do it on that day and get people. Yeah. The thing is, they'll have all that stuff planned anyway. Like, ideally, they would have have Halo Infinite ready for the launch of the Xbox. Something that there was an old interview about, like three four three. There was a leaked thing on there from Review Tech USA that apparently, according to his insider, three four three was the were the ones who said to Microsoft, "No, we can get this ready for launch on the Xbox." And which take that for whatever you want. Um, but either way, they'll have something ready for the 20th anniversary of Halo, which this game being delayed what knocks all that out of sync as well. So, like, their ideal rollout is just, you know, somewhere in 2021, we're getting Halo Infinite, and then a few months later, the big 20th anniversary um, thing where you could have just tied those together or had a full year uh, between them. But, yeah, it's um, it's a big old mess, but hopefully it'll come together. There's enough love for Halo in there, in, in the core, that hopefully yeah. it'll sort of work out eventually. I do um, <laughs> I it's uh, <laughs> maybe we have enough hope it'll uh, it'll come together. But yeah, let's think down in the comments below if you're following on the video side of things, or come find us on Twitter if you're listening along on the audio platforms. For now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Roy Turner, Grunt Birthday Party, <laughs> and James Dows. Yes, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Ah! Spawn. <laughs>this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.